Welcome to the Sin Arrivals podcast, folks. What a night it is. It is Sunday, March 27th, and we have just witnessed the 2022 Oscar ceremony. It has been a long time coming. We have had a long award season, and this really was maybe one of the craziest, most unprecedented Oscar ceremonies there have ever been in the history of its 90 plus years of being a show. So Brent, what did you think first opening thoughts about the ceremony in general? Cause well, let's just jump right into it. Yeah, I mean, it's great to have the, the show back. It's our favorite night of the year. We mentioned that previously last week. And so we finally got ourselves into, you know, an auditorium with famous people. And we had, we got to see some hosts. Uh, we got to see three of them who but we all we also i mean we got to see winners losers fight yeah we got to see uh i mean there was some action in this year's ceremony folks yep and then there was a great moment before it even started when i log on to twitter and i i get revealed the winners right off the bat so then you have to yeah. like remove yourself from socials because you don't want anything to be spoiled because people like us we like to do ballots and make our guesses and try and own that smash talking corner when, when we get to those winners being revealed so we wanted to hold out on that moment and also honor the fact that they weren't being presented live they were just getting edited in there mm-hmm. and it was really weird how they did that because super unfortunate because we thought that one was missing but we realized it was just edited at a point where they wanted to do it in the show yeah made sense when it did but yeah i mean it, it was interesting it opened up with a beyonce with her and her yeah. song be alive from king richard i'm gonna be honest there was a lot of wasted time in this ceremony and i i very much kept asking myself why am i watching this instead of seeing someone get recognized for their hard work in cinema and letting them fully accept an award in front of an audience of their peers mm-hmm. there there were so many of those moments the entire time i was watching the show and it just couldn't escape my mind the musical performances almost as a whole were very mediocre, except for maybe one or two. Well, they did finally, for the first time, got to perform. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. And it was a little rough. It was bad. And it could have been with Lynn Miranda Moel not being there. Right. But it was it was bad. Uh, they even had Megan the Stallion. Yeah, up and she's not even. I gotta imagine that was where Lynn Manuel Miranda was supposed to I cut think, it and rap. I think so. Yeah. And they went full 90 degree turn over to mm-hmm. Megan the Stallion. That yeah. was not, I don't know. It was no fun. offense to her. She it was fine, but like it was just very yeah, alarming. She, yeah, she did great at the last minute being told. I mean, sure. And, and there was one moment where we thought was rigged, but like DJ Kali opened up the Oscars by the, introducing. Oh my God, that was the weirdest. Host. I forgot that happened. Right? I thought that was a fever dream. Right. And so we don't know if that was his plan or what, but like he just walked on the stage yeah, to properly introduce our host, which is uh, we had Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall, who the, honestly, I did laugh a couple of times. There were some good jabs, but as a whole, it was very awkward and cringy at times. So I don't think it's the host's fault, honestly. I don't know who's writing these award show jokes, but they're so hit or miss. Well, I mean, those, yeah, you got to imagine those three were in charge of writing their jokes. So, I don't know, man. Well, they, they would have to write them. They wrote them, but they had to still present I, there them. There were definitely the moments. Producers. Yeah, there were definitely moments when 
they were ad-libbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Amy Clear. Schumer had like an all-time moment after the big event that we will talk about later. But yeah, I mean, as a whole, it was pretty, pretty okay. For the I, most part. I, yeah, I, I thought between those three, Regina Hall had the best, uh, best sure, joke, best jokes. But her jokes were all just like, I want to fuck all the dudes. Regina Hall, she was horny. And yeah. I mean, if if I just got to give her my number and we can meet up for that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, moving on, we're going to work our way through all these categories, talk about how we did on our ballots. And folks, guess what? We did pretty damn good. If you listen to our previous episode, you know, very few of our picks changed from then and now. But if they uh, if they did, we'll talk about that. But starting off, we're going to blow through the shorts category specifically because one of those specific short film categories uh, just so happened to be the only thing we got wrong on the entire ballot this season. We both did extremely well on our individual ballots. There was no working together when we were filling it out either, but we picked the exact same picks. The short film category went to the the windshield wiper. Instead of the overall favorite, uh, the Ardman animation short film on Netflix called Robin Robin, um, I was honestly disappointed by this entire category, but Robin Robin was what I thought the best of all the categories and somehow one of the ones that I thought was maybe the messiest ended up pulling it out just because it had a message behind it that was honestly not too easy to read. So that's what I thought about that category. Like I said, me and Brent have the same picks. So I got to imagine he feels the same way. I mean, I chose not to watch the short film animated just ran into short time. They were good and, but they were hard to find Mm -hmm. and they all just had the same kind of like more adult tone and none of them really stood out. So yeah, this this is one of those categories where like you could even you could watch them and but you still might not get it right. You might not you'll you more likely get it wrong. And I did. And and with this, I mean, <laughs> it was basically a two headed race with Robin Robin and versus the windshield wipers. So yeah, was, there was, was there was a little bit of talk about it about the windshield wiper. And I mean, I just the everyone everyone under the sun was saying it was Robin Robin. Mm-hmm. But uh, going into the next category. We have our documentary short subject, Audible, Lead Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Benzier, We Were Bullies. Queen of Basketball won this. Um, it helps when your film is produced by, like we said, Shaquille O'Neal and Stephon Curry. Yeah, it was the easy favorite. I there was, a, there was a moment in time. Yeah, I know, right? There was a moment in time where I was very much leaning towards Lead Me Home. It was a very, it's like one of those documentaries where you imagine like, the people who are voting on these uh, awards are living in LA. This movie is about the homeless problem in the West Coast, and specifically San Francisco and LA and areas like that. And so the fact that it was like the stuff right outside their front door made me think, oh, maybe this is where they're going to lead. But uh, they inevitably went for the more lighthearted, more inspirational one. And unfortunately, the 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 queen of basketball herself passed away before oh, this yes, yeah. um, movie was nominated and won its award, but her story was very inspiring and I loved learning about who this uh, person was and I'm very glad to yeah have seen I, this yeah hopefully I I'll, I'll certainly check this one out it's on YouTube so that one's completely here. free you can just search that one and give it a watch it's very short hence being in the documentary short films. 
Uh, but moving on, you had a pretty dang good category, if you ask me. There were there were some decent short films in the short film live action category. But inevitably, what we thought would win won the long goodbye. It had the most star power behind it. Riz Ahmed got to get up there, accept an award, and make a statement about uh, just uh, being being persecuted and 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 standing up and. I, I really appreciated his words, but there there was a really strong category. And I since the last podcast, I have watched all these. And I gotta say, please hold was a lot better than I could have ever expected. It was literally my nightmare where some guy was incarcerated by uh, some guy was incarcerated. He uh, un, uh, improperly, basically, he was accused of a crime he didn't commit. Uh, he was taken away to jail by a drone. And when he gets to his jail cell, his only means of communication is through those terrible robotic, like speaking services that, that you got to talk at and tell yes or no. And it doesn't ever understand what you're saying. And those are the bane of my existence. So to be locked up in prison for 40 years because of one of those machines is incredibly terrifying. So definitely give those a watch. But I think what won was going to win and it ended up winning. Yeah, and next we're going to get into the visual effects. Dune being the clear and only front runner in this category. The other ones were just happy to be invited. If you, this might be the, this will be the first time, but it won't be the last time we say um, Dune is certainly worth watching if you haven't got to that yet. Um, we are getting a part two, so we'll be able to see how the rest of this world and this atmosphere mm-hmm. gets brought to us. Um, but der- deservingly, it, it got the recognition, and hopefully we get more into that as we get further along. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and like you said, you're going to keep hearing Dune. Uh, like in this next category, sound. Dune takes the sound category as well. Um, when you have a film that's like all about like ships taking off and explosions and giant worms crawling through sand, like there is a lot of technically perfect sound aspects to Dune, so it very much makes sense. I liked seeing West Side Story get the nomination. I thought maybe this could be its one dark horse that it could potentially win, but Dune was the the rightful winner in that category. Yeah, and like, I mean, th- there really wasn't nothing. I, th- I I thought West Side Story had a chance to compete with it, given it's musical, and sometimes that always has a shot at it. But like we said, um, Dune has some sound that was invented for it, and we'll hear we'll hear discuss more into that. Production design, your winner for this one, Dune. Uh, Yep, goes without saying. It created all of their sets for the most part, and it really brought you into this new big fantasy world that's different from your your Lord of the Rings. That's one or your Shape of Waters. Like it really brings yeah. you into this this atmosphere with one another um, that sets it differently. And and I'm really glad that it got that recognition. Now, with that said, um, the Nightmare Alley. This would have been Gamal Toro's third straight win in that category. Uh, if they got it because he yeah. previously won with Pan's Labyrinth and Shape of Water. So I thought yeah. that kind of cool going, that cool stat going into it kind of led me into maybe picking that one, but it was one of the, the day, harder ones yeah. I, I ended up uh, picking. Uh, it, it ended up being a more difficult pick than I would have thought. Uh, Cause this category really is stacked. Every, every single one of these movies is using production design to its absolute fullest. So it was a, it was a hard category, but when you're like, doing stuff on the size and scale of Dune, it's hard to compete. So it really does make sense. But going from there, 
we're moving on to the musical categories first original song and that inevitably went to the pop sensation herself Billie eilish for no time to die from no time to die it's it's a james bond tradition that is that has really just kept itself going uh previously with adele and sam smith for their films um there was uh obviously they all got to perform uh except for van morrison for belfast and yet we still got to see some interesting uh live performances and that's one thing that they um they thought was, it was a weird thing because you always talk about run times but they still want to you know do these songs performed live um i believe last year was they did it uh during the red show carpet you got to see the performances live so you didn't have to watch it during oh the yeah podcast. yeah and i honestly didn't mind that mm-hmm. and at this time uh as because what they do throughout the show is they take the time to show each song and when they were doing no time to die they honored the 60th anniversary of james bond well before right it was before oh, that they did a little, little separate before, thing because yeah. they did live and let die which i really appreciated mm-hmm. that's easily mm-hmm. my favorite bond song so, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with it, the win. She yeah. was, she won the Grammy. She was gonna win the Oscar. There was no doubt about it in my mind. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, she's, she's, I mean, she's a very young and talented artist. She's young and very, very talented, mm-hmm. and she's very popular. So you want to have her at the award show. You want to give her the statue. And now, I mean, honestly, she's just that one step closer to her. You got now. Mm-hmm. Would not be surprised. Uh, it might be hard for her to get a Tony, but we'll see. <laughs> I don't think so. You write a music for a musical and you're done. Yeah, I mean, good. Yeah. Uh, next, we go into one of my favorite categories. You had uh, score and Dune won that one with Hans Zimmer. Uh, they didn't because uh, this was part of the below eight where they, rec- you know, did the pre-showing of it. Um, not during the live broadcast and edited in. But yet Hans Zimmer wasn't there because he was back at his yeah. hometown hometown. Uh, and he um, already won it. Uh, that was one of the awards that I s- happened to see when I snuck through Twitter. I saw him really? have the Oscar in his robe. Yeah. Now, he was a clear, probably 90% front runner. I didn't yeah. think anything was going to cherish this. He last won 25 years ago. For the Lion King. Yeah. Uh, it's real. Dude, also that score for the Lion King. If you haven't actually listened to the score, the finale number, amazing. It's just crazy to me that like after 25 years and multiple nominations mm-hmm. since then, mm-hmm. he finally wins and he's at home and it's 2 a.m. So and he's basically he's, asleep. He's in Amsterdam uh, at 2 a.m. And he says his this is on Twitter and he says his daughter woke him up to go to the hotel bar so they can have a drink. Have yeah. A drink. Take a shot. That That's awesome. He's I mean, he is a very talented composer. Oh, you, easily you, top five yeah. composers all time. There's no question surprised. about it. You'd be surprised at the films that you've watched and his score has been responsible for that. He created the Lion King is surprising. He created instruments for this film and that very much led yeah. to, to this. Yeah, that's I mean, easy win when you're creating brand new sounds and instruments to create new scores like you have to give it to that. And then after that, we're moving on to film editing. Uh, that once again, surprisingly to no one, Dune has won that category as well. I really have nothing to say about editing, honestly. This was certainly a um, one of my favorite categories because I didn't know what it was going to be. You had King Richard win the ace. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Dune just really stood out and won all the technical awards. Uh, they did end up, this might be the last, no, there's going to be another one we come up to it, but they won six, which was the most on yes. the night. Uh, so that's always a stat that you kind of want to go back and look to. And, and we had it, we said it when we first started the award show, like this, this had that feeling of that Mad Max of this year, where it was going to start winning the, the, all the editing productions and that, that behind the scenes stuff. 
And one thing that we were talking throughout the night as we were watching the show at Brett's house was having these categories not shown live. It really eliminates the factor of, of us as the audience thinking that they have a chance to win Best Picture, because that's one thing you like with award shows is momentum starts to gain for one film. And we didn't get to see that, uh, unfortunately, because they decided to cut a lot of that out where yeah, there, there was that momentum with Mad Max back then. I seriously hope that the Academy figures this shit out, man. We don't not care about the categories. That is the reason we're watching the show. And I don't know why they think that all the little snippets in between and the montages and the banter and the weird honoring movies that really don't need to be honored at the Academy Awards when they're trying to honor movies that have just come out instead of came out 20, 30, whatever years ago. Not that I don't like Pulp Fiction or White Man Can't Jump or The Godfather, but those movies had their time to shine. This is the 2022 Oscars. So why are we not talking about the 2021 movies? That's what that's what I care about. That's what I've come to see. So hopefully they just give us the awards next season because I I don't know. I don't it's it's outright dumb to me. Yeah. Um and it's not gonna be the first time we're vocal about that one. No. Uh, next we got is costume design. Cruella won that one. I, I know I said on our previous rewatch this film. It really captures the the fashion within that show, and that's what the plot is about. And so, it would have been wild to see this lose, honestly. Um, I, I mean, it, it, it had competition in the category. Like Nightmare Alley competes. Dune could have competed because it literally won everything else. Uh, West Side Story had had the enormous task of making costumes that were original compared to a movie that already comes out. So, but Cruella inevitably is a costume design movie about costume designing. And the thing with Dune is that after rewatching that one recently, a lot of the costumes just look the same. Like yeah. there was no, I've said that multiple there times. There was nothing for sure. that really changed within that as we saw with Cruella. They're good, but it's not as unique and not as reverent in the, the like crux of the story, basically. So, so I think the rightful movie won on that one. Mm-hmm. And next we got, cinematography this was the last another award. big category another like really strong category yeah this this was the last one that dune won uh and that rightfully so craig fraser just i mean he delivered a, a masterpiece and if you happen to have seen the batman by now yep. he's, he's behind that one so this might not be the last time you see his name he should be uh clearly one of the five that goes into next yeah. year if you ask me he's he's a very talented cinematographer and what would have been really interesting, though, uh, the cinematographer of The Power Dog, which was his competition, Ari Wagner, she would have been the first female to win the award. And she's only the second and, nominated. And that would have been a really special treat. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, Dune just really had a vision that a lot of the voters uh, responded with. And, and is really glad to see that. And especially at a time when the box office needed something to bring people in, Dune was the first to really capture that. Uh, yeah, And it was totally. one time you can look at a box office numbers and really put aside that. And just know that, like, we're getting back out there, and we're we're making we're making movies that people love to see, mm-hmm. and we're not looking at money as a factor into what. And I, it's super hard to like give the to see just all the awards that Dune's racked up: sound, production design, visual effects, editing. All of these things combined create the great cinematography that makes Dune look and feel as massive and as uh, uh, incredible as it does. So it all just makes sense. And this sweep of all these categories from one movie, I didn't, honestly, I was wrecking my brain around this for all week, whether or not what category is going to 
bend to Dune because they can't just give it to one movie. And inevitably, I just decided like, no, Dune is the best in all of these categories. So it's what I have to go with. And that's going to lead us into our documentary feature, which may be the category of the entire podcast, folks. We made you wait all this time because... This is how the show did it. This is a crazy, 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 crazy set of events that occurred here at the 2022 Oscars. It's truly unprecedented and maybe the most insane moment in the entire history of the Oscars. You might remember years back, there was the incident where the Ron film was named for Best Picture, that being La La Land and Moonlight. Mm -hmm. In today's world and how we've just gained more through social media and just through our culture and how everything just really runs a thousand miles per minute. This tops that this, I mean, it, it really does, especially with what we're going to get into. Uh, and this going in being Will Smith's night, this was going to be the moment to honor him. And what transpired is something I don't think anyone expected. And it truly muddled in my opinion, it truly muddled the rest of the show, oh, yeah. especially yeah. for me. And then all the way into Will Smith's inevitable acceptance, spoiler alert, but if you don't know, I don't know who you are or what rock you live under, <laughs> but Chris Rock was brought out to give the award for best documentary and being the stand-up comedian that he is, Chris Rock was making jokes around the crowd and decided to key in and make a joke about Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Unfortunately, she does suffer from a hair loss disease he'd call alopecia. And he made the joke that she was going to be the new lead in G.I. Jane 2. And right off the bat, when they cut to Will and Jada, you could see on her face that she obviously did not take mm-hmm. too kindly to that. And uh, it cuts back to Chris Rock on the stage. And the next thing you know, Will Smith is charging up the stage and punched Chris Rock in the face. And in the moment, we're all like, is this real? Is this like some weird bit that they're doing? But like, Will Smith's face was very, very serious. And we, you, they cut the sound for the American feed, but we later learned on that he's shouting at the top of his lungs not to, to keep his wife's name out of Chris Rock's fucking mouth, essentially. And I, I, I just can't believe we saw that, that, that that's the events that transpired at the, at these Oscars. It's, yeah. It's, it's truly insane. And like, I've, we're, we're now, what, an hour removed from the situation? I still don't believe it happened. It's it's all over Twitter. I mean, everywhere. Any, if any you have media. a phone, there's no way yeah. you don't. I'm getting texts from my relatives that will never watch the Oscars in their entire I, life. I got a call from my mom asking and what happened. they're all just like, is this real? Mm-hmm. They never seen it. And it is. Like it's it. insane. No yep. one's seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. This was live. He got, Will Smith got up on stage on live TV and, and punched Chris Rock in the face to highly respective comedians in Hollywood. And it was almost like a bar fight over one dude saying something shitty about the other dude's wife mm-hmm. in front of God knows how many people on live TV on, on ABC owned by Disney, no less. So as you, like, as you just mentioned, like Will Smith does walk on stage. That's one thing I wanted to point out. It's just how close the layout the, of, yeah, the layout of close, the ceremony, how close, oh my God. how close everyone was to the stage that were in the front row. Usually you're used to seeing an auditorium, and you have the rows going across it like a normal movie theater. But this time they decided, I'm guessing through COVID preventions again, yeah. and precautionary reasons, they kind of made it more of a table setting between more a, lot of the front, a lot of the fr- front running nominations up in the front row, which they usually do anyways. They have the, you know, the top nominations up front. 
But with this being so close to the stage, there's only like two steps to get up and they're right there. And I believe that's one thing that helped. Or not, it was, it I don't was, want to say helped. But it was really crazy. Led. Like the, it's like Chris rocks on the stage. And the next thing, you know, he's literally got and, punched in the face and everyone is speechless. No one knows what to do. And kudos to Chris rock. He took it like a champ. He moved on. He proceeded. He, he gave the he nominations. Took, he, he like, he, I'm, okay, take he, it like a champ. He, he, took, he had to take it like a champ because he said a joke, and that comes with being a comedian. You of have, course. You have to, if you're going to say it, you're just going to have to take it. Yeah. And, and we, like we said during our, our night here, you know, there it has been history between uh, everyone knowing what's going on in Jada and Will Smith's life. And it's been very apparent that they just, they don't like it in, in the limelight now that comes with being a famous person you have like that stuff is just gonna have to be out there and it, but the joke in the, my uh, dude we me and brent are sli- on slightly different ends of the spectrum and Team we, well. don't, we don't have to get into that i guess you i, I, I believe will admit, you don't I believe someone i believe but, both people are in the wrong but the but what will smith did in like interrupting the ceremony and and doing this and and making this scene it, on live television before he was able to accept his Oscar for his career of work and give an emotional speech that is then tainted by his actions beforehand is not, it was never the, the right decision to make. Well, and it, that, he, that he saw with, red and he reacted and then didn't, it, he seemed only with, sort of remorseful for what he did. And well, and that's, and that you do quickly see uh, when we get to his exception speech, like he obviously brings that all back up. And that was one thing we were waiting for. It was like, how is this going to be addressed? There, I mean, there were some bad, some bad moments. They did, the presentation did obviously cut it, cut it silent, and we didn't know what was going on until and then quickly, we got onto Twitter. And then they quickly did get to a commercial break, and then we learned after that that it was Denzel and Tyler Perry came over to Will Smith to calm yeah. him down, and then Denzel went over to calm Jada down because you can tell right away the mood in the auditorium. It was very cringing. They didn't know what to do. They didn't. No one else knew how to respond. It's really kind of to go back and like watching it and seeing everybody else's reaction. I know there's a, a crazy photo out there with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. It's it's just, it's a wild moment that we've, it's never really been seen before unless it was staged, but then we quickly learned that that stuff's not. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just wild. And like, you can watch it before you see the uncensored version that, you know, you can make out what Will Smith is saying. And like I said, like just yeah. I mean, we knew what he was saying before we even heard it, dude. You can he is shouting, he is enunciating. He wanted the entire room to hear what he was saying. And now, like this is being said, like not knowing like the true history of Pine stuff. Like I said, I mean, these are celebrities. For some reason, we put them on pedestals, even though they're just people at the end of the day. Right. But like there was an incident with Chris when Chris Rock was hosting the Oscars back when Will Smith was not nominated for concussion and that was one of the t- the very first times you start hearing about how the oscars are so white yeah and chris rock once again made a joke about jada pika smith so that could be one of the things that led but, to but after firing off, off on it but after firing off a bunch of jokes about will smith in general not being there it wasn't just the it, like the one joke about jada i don't i believe well i, I watched it so it was it was just one singular was, joke about was, jada i thought there was a whole thing minute, about him not two, coming it was like a two minute show. well it was also leading up into the entire show right how there was, it was like the opening it. monologue and and but chris and chris rock employed it in there so i think that would have been like because i'm sure there was something that happened between that but no one meeting you have five to, years you ago have to, though we live in a world where anything can be brought back up after 25 I, years. Yeah, I get it. it but it's, it's unfortunate. You would think if there was ever, there was even like the inkling of like dysfunction between the two of them that maybe the, why would the Academy ask them to uh, like Chris Rock to present right in front of well, them? See, I don't, I, I feel think, like that's weird. I don't think 
because like, like you're saying with like how who writes the jokes and who approves yeah them, okay that, sure that, that's Just gonna have to come down stupidity is always an that's answer. gonna have to come down to it and yeah you know maybe maybe will smith could have taken a joke but like at the end of the day, when he's looking over, he sees his wife piss. He just reacted. That's all it was. He, you know, it was just a blank list. Like, I have to react. That's my wife. I know they had. And I a think bad it was a poor decision in the and, end. And he yeah. and he realized it was a poor decision. Now, we'll say it when we get to it. But like, yeah, he did not apologize to Chris Rock. I don't expect him to. And I don't expect Chris Rock to apologize. And we well, just Chris found, Rock doesn't. Yeah. He's and not, we just found out that yeah. he declines to file any charges towards Will Smith. And that might be the last we hear about it ever between them two. Uh, I mean, we'll hear about it on social media and the yeah, news for all, the next yeah, 48 hours, and yeah. then I bet we'll, and we'll it, never hear just, about it again. But we'll always think about yeah. it, and it's the, it's going to be the main well, thing associated with this award. Mm-hmm. People are going to yeah. look back and You're be like, gonna... oh, what year was that at the Oscars? Oh, it was the one where Will Smith got – or Chris Rock got That's rocked. Sad. Yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to watch – Will Smith's acceptance speech without knowing the context behind yeah. his very metaphoric we'll get, apology. We'll, we'll get to the, the his speech when we get yeah. to his award because it was a really good speech. This At the end of the day, it just comes down to like, you know, comedian writes a joke and the audience has to be able to, to take that. But sometimes we know both parties can get deeply involved with what is said. And unfortunately, this just happened to be a live audience. But the, I think the expectation- And a big, yeah. big, as big as the stage it is. This is, this is like- as big as the Super Bowl, you know, you'd want it to be, but like for their profession, this is the biggest stage you can get. And that's why it's being so yeah. ridiculed by every type of profession out there in, in the all industries and whatnot. And all people, even as we are, you know, just, just people, but that's also what, you know, everyone involved is as well. They're just people. And, yeah. and it's going to be wild to hear people's takes. Um, nobody's going to be right. Nobody's going to be wrong. It's just going to be people just saying shit and yeah. that's gonna be what it is i mean i'm really looking forward to seeing like the people that we my eyes are gonna be glued these, to social media yeah, the people that we see and how they talk that there i will say one thing like film twitter has always remained undefeated yeah we've seen so, so many, so many memes and already jokes. minutes after it's, it happened yeah. and, and and sometimes you get to you get the pleasure of having that but you just don't want it to be at the at the case of what yeah. it was i mean i think at the, at the end of the day for me the, the whole thing of it all is well, you like you, you when you're when comedians. you're right. I, I do support comedians because I think PC culture is taking over and like having things that you can't joke about is incorrect because just, anything can be funny today, if it's no. smart. But my thing is when you go to one of these award shows as an honoree, as someone, a member of the audience, and they're getting comedians to present and host the, since the beginning of time with these award shows. You are susceptible to roasts by if you're a celebrity sitting in an audience at an award show. And to let this one little joke about a comparison to a movie with Natalie Portman or whatever, I think, like we said, Will Smith just saw red and let the motions get the best of him. And he did probably make not the wisest of decisions. And even in his speech, he seemed regrettable. So we can at least give him that. So I'm I'm just reading this right now on Twitter because you can you basically just refresh your feed and it starts it's updating something, a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's like something new. So this thing is telling me that Will Smith may be asked to hand back to his Oscar by the Academy after breaking code of conduct. Oh my god! And that is not. I don't know what if that's what want. I want. Yeah. And now this is not what we wanted. Right. That's it. Immediately. Like we said, because what he did was wrong, but what he did in his performance shouldn't be affected by what he did later here's one thing i'll mention all right i won't drop any names but there have been many 
Oscar winners after they've won an Oscar that have been oh, that have been yeah. announced, you know, how bad they are outside of that, and they have yeah, okay. stuff taken away. So exactly. This, this is kind of where we have to draw the line on. I'm that. thinking of one already. Right? I'm thinking of three. Well. And and that's the thing. You don't have to say their name because so yeah. you know it. I mean that someone might be running with that. I hope I really do hope that isn't true. That would be that that would just that would make the whole situation worse overall. And I guess we'll end it at that because I know. I, I immediately got text about people wanting to hear what I thought about the whole situation. It is incredibly co- like complicated and unprecedented. And I know it blew all of us away, but the rest of the show, like I said, was a little bit muddled down, but we do end up getting back to where we were when it comes to the Oscars. Eventually. It, I was going to say it, it had, after this happened, we completely forgot about, we, documentary feature being one right we thought we lo- like unfortunately quest love had to get up there and make a speech after all that really unfortunately because his movie uh, about the uh the harlem music festival it was fantastic the, the I, I i've been preaching about this the whole time i really really enjoyed it and he he got his award and now funny enough jimmy fallon has an oscar winner in the band of his tv show so that's that's quite the feat uh but yeah that quite the the moment of maybe the year there it's gonna be yeah we we have you had people like barstool yeah and dave portnoy and big cat this is constant huge names in the sports world and like that you wouldn't think would even give a shit about the oscars tweeting about this it's it's spread well past the movie world in the matter of seconds so that's crazy yeah it it's um we we don't want it to go unnoticed that Summer so one documentary feature because that's what it felt like during the live broadcast. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you like Brett said, if you've lived under a rock and you don't know what's going on, just just go on Twitter and you will certainly find what a is plethora. Happening. Yeah, it's it's out there and it will be talked about for a while. That's why it's wild to hear people say, like, you know, last year, like the Oscars are worse every year, but like unfortunately, there's content like this out there. It's I'd say, okay. Well, the that's not saying that the Oscars weren't bad this year. Because I think they were poor, poorly structured, but produced. This I, is AMC. Yeah. Yeah. No, ABC. ABC. Dizzy. Bleh. So, I mean, but inevitably there were incredible moments in the show. And I wouldn't call this moment incredible, but it was goddamn memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, moving on, we, we that is talked about. Uh, if anything pops up on social media that we need to interject with, we will. Uh, but as of right now, that is our thoughts on that whole matter uh, when it comes to Will Smith and Chris Rock. So moving on, international feature film. Like everyone predicted after seeing it got a Best Picture nomination, Drive My Car, the three-hour drama uh, in Japanese about grief that I had to read. And I finally did watch. You're welcome, because I watched everything for God knows why. Uh, it did win the award, and I, I mean, it was a really good movie, so I, I can give it that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Drive My Car. It um, certainly glad to see that it got the honor it did. It was nominated for four Academy Awards, and so it's really great seeing seeing it get that recognition that it deserves, and hopefully, um, more people get to watch that. Uh, don't look at the three hour runtime as a turning you away. Um, just kind of sit down and watch that film. But so much of it could have been cut. We could say that about a lot of films, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot within that film that could have been, could have been cut up. Okay. Next up, we got animated feature film. This is Brett's favorite category. My bread and butter. Yes. 
you have Ikanto, which was your winner, uh, and which you could kind of say was a uh, first big surprise of the night because it was long thought that a good head-to-head match between Encanto and Mitchells versus Machines and Flea could be in there. And we finally yeah. got it to be um, Encanto, which I'm not disappointed. I just really wanted to see Mitchells versus Machines. I thought that was a better film. Encanto is knew, the safer pick. Mitchells was the yeah. more unique pick. And obviously both movies are very good. And I even thought for a moment about switching it up because of the whole Florida thing and Disney and the Academy maybe trying to stick it to the to the man, whatever. But Encanto is a really, really, really well-received movie. So there is no yeah. there's no doubt in it's, my mind. It I instantly because I was, I know I was on the board of picking Mitchell's Machines on my ballot, but once I saw that the Academy was going to recognize a live performance of Bruno, I was just thinking, tell me how Encanto was going to win Best Picture without showing me it was going to win Best Picture, yeah. and it, it just kind of went like that. So we we can get into uh, or another category. Hopefully we get um, some more dispersing films with different displays of animation going forward, because that's what we'd like to see here. Right. So moving on to the writing categories, first off, there was uh, adapted screenplay, which happily, excitedly, uh, what's the actual word I'm looking for? This uh, thankfully, Mm -hmm. which thankfully went to Coda, Uh, a movie that I thought was incredibly well written the the. I, 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 I said it before. I love when the Academy will honor a funny script things with jokes in it because of how much I enjoy comedy. Uh, so it's great to see that they went and did that again for the adapted screenplay this year. Uh, but this is not only a funny script, it is an incredibly heartfelt and touching script and the words in, that are shared between a father and a daughter, especially specifically towards the end of the movie are, are very strong. It is a very good screenplay. So I'm glad to see that one took the win on that category. Yeah. I, I was kind of excited uh, just to see this one. It, it's certainly a well, between these two adapted and original they're my favorite um and it i previously had it noted that uh, i have not won uh throughout my ballots on my predictions adapted screenplay uh, i've not lost that prediction so i was really happy to see coda um although like this this being a very competitive uh category going into a writing original screenplay uh the winner for this one which i, I i'm kind of glad to see uh can find out Kenneth Branagh won for Belfast. Um, it's a film that yeah. we really thought was going to be the front runner going into the award season. The and Academy loves it, Kenneth Branagh, man. Well, we thought they did, but now they finally gave him the win. Uh, they gave it, him something. They gave him something had, when, in, when in the back of my mind, I just kept telling myself that Belfast really didn't deserve to win. It was, um, it, I really wanted PTA, but at the end of the day, I had to kind of. I really through. wanted PTA so much so that I thought uh-huh. I actively picked it on my ballot. Turns out I messed it up, but my mess up caused me to have the point correct. So I was happy. I, I'm i glad to see Kenneth Ronick because, like we said, he's been a part of Hollywood for a while. He did break the record for like most actors nominated between a certain amount of categories. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of great to finally see him get his gold and to return in the. Wacom Perot detective Hercule Perot. Yeah. yeah, you can edit my mispronunciations, sure. but yeah, it's gonna be great to see him back in the straddle after he's won his Oscars. Right. Yeah, it's, it'd be exciting to see what it he has coming up next. He, uh, hopefully, it's not another Death on the Nile movie or whatever. All right, 
moving on from there, we're going to jump into directing, uh, save the acting for a little bit later. And what everyone was predicting, the run she was going on against four white dudes, or sorry, three white dudes and an Asian dude, my bad. Uh, the run, she was going on a very impressive run throughout the entire Oscar and award season. So Jane Campion got her Oscar. Uh, it's it's her second nomination, but first Oscar, if I'm I'm correct. She won previously for screenplay. Of screenplay, the okay. Uh, but I mean, she got up there. She had a pre-written list of who she wanted to thank. So that was probably for the best. She still made a weird jab at Kevin Costner's weirdly dramatic introduction of what a director was. But another another obvious win that just ended up playing out like normal. Yeah, and uh, and thankfully after the night we just had with uh, unexpected events, it was great to see Campion just give a straightforward speech. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing too weird, weird nothing too yeah. socially awkward that she has to apologize the next day. Right. Yeah, maybe she apologizes to Kevin Costner. Who knows? Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was a little weird before this before this presentation. Uh, we had Kevin Costner come out and he gave like a five minute introduction yeah. about director. I know my mom loved seeing it, but when you he was taking so time, many, was, so there yeah. were so much gaps between what he was saying. He was taking so many long pauses. It was weird. Uh, but yeah. And, and uh, uh, I think it's worth saying that not only is this the third ever win for a female director, it's the first time it's ever been female, back female back to back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not that, not that I'm saying that the Oscars are now the most progressive, but we're, we're, we're tailing towards the right direction. And Jane Campion directed the shit out of Power of the Dog. As unmemorable as like the movie is, it is a well-constructed movie, and no one can argue that. Mm-hmm. It, um, yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> usually... You were surprised by my love, my I, appraisal uh, of Power of the Dog. So I was, I was thinking, like, in this category in years past, we've kind of had the... Uh, upsets in this one we kind of yeah. had the more surprises or the least expected but this year it's been all camping oh yeah absolutely and it should be noted because we haven't said it before but this was the first and only win for power of the dog um spoiling true the, next the heavy favorite scatters. going into the show not two weeks ago and it comes out with one award that's pretty incredible and when what dune has seven six with and without six visionary Apprentice being Denis That's still bullshit. It's still bullshit. I'm still mad about that. Six awards for the technical aspects of that movie and Denis Villeneuve had nothing to do with it, apparently. So that's insane. Um, Yeah, and going into our next category, we have actress in a supporting role. Ariana DeBose. It was beautiful to see her go up there and give her speech. She was beautiful. You misspoke. It was she was beautiful to go up there and make that speech. God damn. She very lot of stuff. I hope we get to see more of her. And obviously, I'm not trying to just like sexualize her. She is a fantastic Mm -hmm. talent. She is so young, so ready to like take over this fucking industry. Well, she uh, let to let it be known, and it's probably going to be over. You know swept on the rug but she was uh she did during her acceptance speech come out as a lesbian um, well no she said bi- queer queer yeah so they did not were, specify lesbian was, yeah, so it was the first time uh just to, to be uh to be aware of that i don't know i, don't know. I really don't know if that was general genuine or like general, general knowledge, knowledge at yeah. all I but mean, that's the thing with a lot of these celebrities we don't know entirely everything and it's none of our business in the end at the end of the day but like yeah. the fact that this she is that and getting the representation with this award is pretty important and that's very cool to see and this uh i don't know the true stat behind this but you know she did win the same award that 
Rita Moreno one, so it's kind of cool to see. The yeah, has there ever been words. someone winning mm-hmm. an award for the same character? I've seen um the Maybe. Godfather. No, not no, no but that was Marlon. Well, yeah, Marlon Brando I, and I, Robert De Niro. I would okay, but not, that's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm what? saying what like in one version and then a remake. That's a sequel, well, but it's still the same character. I un- okay, I understand. I'm asking if anyone has ever been nominated for one character well, in one movie and then they remade that movie and that same character got nominated and won like the original. A lot of times that's probably because, not. A lot of times that's because remakes suck and you don't do it. Well, and this one unless, was very good because they got Spielberg. the best director of all time who, to do it. Who came out saying during the Directors Guild luncheon that he's this is his last time he's going to direct a musical. I thought it was his first. It was his first but, and yeah. now it's his last. Even though it was really good. So it, I bet it was a lot of work. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and that dude is not getting yeah. any younger. And and I heard some people kind of kind of give Spielberg shit because it was like, why did he get directed for best director when everyone knew it was the choreographer and the production design and no, the if you don't, yeah, if you film. don't think Steven Spielberg had a hand in making a movie by Steven Spielberg, you're stupid. But anyways, moving on to maybe one of the happiest moments of the night, and it did happen quite a bit earlier than we expected. Ariana DeBose was actually the first one. We had this one. Troy Kotsar won the Supporting Actor Award. Uh, Before we get into the FAL conversation, easily the most underappreciated person in our draft did not get picked. So many points left on the board. It is truly insane, but I couldn't be more happy to see him win this award and his words and uh, uh, in his speech were, were beautiful and eloquent and made me so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we were, we, I mean, this whole time throughout the season when Coda was winning, we were very honoring. For I thought that. we were going to get boring little British boy speeches this whole time. And instead we got funny, strong, emotionally powerful and inclusive speeches for the best supporting actor awards it's very awesome mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah and and like we said before uh if you haven't seen coda watch it you have to yeah it well, won't be the last time we say that yeah absolutely um and then next we have actress in a leading role this went to jessica chastain she she won it you skipped an award bro no i didn't just like the you yes you absolutely did we had to do this in the order of the Oscars oh, because for some reason... This is stupid. We, I wanted we, to talk about Chastain. I know, right? Well, we kind of get to because the Oscars did another weird thing with their order of their picks. We knew that they weren't going to make the bungle of not making the best picture the last award. Well, we didn't know, but we were hoping to God. But like throughout the rest of the show, we were like counting off what awards had been marked off and we're like, do we miss makeup and hairstyle? Which would have made sense. We were completely flabbergasted by the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock events. So like maybe one just breezed one of the pre-recorded awards breezed right by and we totally missed it. But then we realized they were saving the makeup and hairstyle award to be put right in front of the award for Jessica Chastain, which legitimately sealed her win for best actress and this might be the only time that the producers did something right since they didn't air the shows live they were able to edit this part in there because during the red carpet show you were seeing you you knew that jessica chastain was not going to be on the red carpet she was actually going to be in the auditorium and she was going to support this department and their win and then we got to see that happen as the as their nominations and was announced that they won you can see chastain there, supportive and that's what you love to see you love to see that with uh 
for the production for the producers to, to really scratch the whole life purpose of that this is something that we got we got to see for the first time and it was wild like you said did we miss it did we miss it but they like the mistake they made last year when they edited the sh- and they shuffled the categories around they time, left it open to happen again. This, what it, yeah, it, it was it, insane. It benefited this time, but yeah, it could have it could have messed could have messed that up. Could have very well messed that up. It's it's a wild uh, a wild night, and we I can go back into what I skipped over. Right, just to like recap: that. Eyes of Tammy Faye wins for makeup, and then Jessica Chastain wins for best actress. It they go hand in hand. The makeup enhances the performance. That is what Jessica Chastain was championing. The entire time she was going to all the luncheons and doing all the junkets and she, and schmoozing and schmoozing mm-hmm. and schmoozing. She she, did she the was best. saying the makeup yeah. made my performance better. She made me feel like Tammy Faye. So to give the award to both of them only makes sense. Yeah, and it's like um, we thought Kristen Stewart was going to be a competitor, a leading front, but she apparently stood no chance. Uh, she not only was she not a competitor, she was the redheaded stepchild of the group the entire <laughs> she really time. Was. Oh, I mean, her career can easily recover from that because at the end of the day, she's still got This is just the beginning. I think we're really about to see a Kristen Stewart assance. I mean, Kristan assance. There it is. I was going to say, I don't think we, her, you and I have not left her man or left her side by any least, but it's going to be exciting. <laughs> it's going to be exciting to see. Where I love, I love Adventureland and American Ultra. Well, that's what, but that yeah. I would feel like that's where she started to kind of grow into. That's where, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's because absolutely. there was, there was a film she did like, uh, it was called the clouds of St. Maria's or something like that. There where was she also was, one where it was like a big budget one where she was like a girl and they were in Seattle and they were vampires and also Batman was in it. Okay. Well, <laughs> that was occasion where she became like the first American actress to win uh best actress for like the Canes or something like an international thing. So she, she certainly was the um uh you can kind of say this going into the right direction where she was going to be able to handle bigger roles and there really isn't nothing bigger uh as a role for her since her yeah. twilight days i mean it's princess diana and we've seen many as i know i've been vocal about not liking it but there have been many actresses that have taken on that character and, and so this was something there's different. yeah it's, there's a lot to compare it to that is uh, an accurate statement but yeah i the, the right person at the end of the day won i eyes of tammy faye went it went criminally unwatched and it's actually very good and it's on hbo max so definitely give it a watch it's it's pretty dang good honestly mm-hmm. yeah i i had i was kind of on board with it when i first saw it but i understood people's like uh, uncertain yeah, stance yeah. Take on it because it's a it's a strange very I, I strange. Guess strange topic strange film and whatnot but yeah all right <laughs> back, <laughs> we're back, back we're back to this we're back uh we're, we're lead actor we had will smith uh finally after a very very long and prosperous career getting his tr- uh, like right recognition after being snubbed for concussion getting the the proper recognition for his career performances and getting the oscar for best actor and like I said, he still gave a very beautiful speech. He was truly emotional. He was very sincere. It's no, it's no surprise he wasn't going to apologize. Right. But the apology was like you think he he was he wasn't apologizing for what he did, but he was obviously re- regretful yes. of his yeah. actions. No matter and was, uh, and and the thing like obviously the words from Denzel Washington really helped calm him down. And and when people of faith really lean into that, I don't obviously love it because being someone who doesn't love that kind of stuff, but. If that's what got you back into a right mindset, happy for you. But to say Will Smith doesn't deserve this award after all that happened is is kind of stupid because 
he put in years and years and years of work and tireless work and determination losses. and losses and humiliation he, and humiliation. He's done terrible movies before to put him where he is today. And to get this statue means probably the world to him because he was really championing for this. And unfortunately, like Brent said earlier, we'll never be able to remember this win for Will Smith without remembering the moment that he also attributed to this ceremony. It stinks. Now, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say it stinks because uh, this is still Will Smith winning that Oscar. And I know we just recently saw how like the Academy might come forward and take it from him. That could happen because he broke the code of conduct, but this is um, something he's gonna have to live with, but I yeah. think, but I think the the statue and, and if and, the, and if he thinks he can get away with never talking about this again, you're, it's crazy. Well, that's, that's, that's what I was gonna say. There's no way yes. that there's well, not gonna be yeah. some sort of statement that's made or an interview or what else. That's that's what I'm saying. Is like he's never gonna be able to let it down, especially the next time he's on a talk show, uh, even even at next year's Oscars, because he's most likely gonna have. To oh do. yeah, and absolutely. That's, now that is if he's invited. Wow, back. that's if he's invited back. Um, I know right. that's going to be something. And obviously he but mentioned that in his speech, you know, he immediately went to apologize to the Academy, even though that is just an institution for the most part. It's not. And that was, his, he was apologizing very metaphorically. I'm so sorry. Please don't take my trophy. But we noticed, uh, but we noticed right away, like what all the, all the, the lingos was directing towards. And, yeah. and that's just what it's going to come down to the heat of the moment kind of shit. Um, but yeah, you don't want this to be a part of them. This is well, well, Will Smith has had these type of, you know, I should say, like, uh, he can kind of overcome bigger moments in himself, th- but this, it's going to take longer to happen. That's what Him it's and Jada Smith have been facing, like, so much ridicule for the last so many years, and obviously that's, that's at their own fault. Li- but that's at their, their own, own fault. Fault. That's their that's lives. every celebrity. That's every celebrity. No, 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 no. but that's I'm every saying, celebrity. right, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, your, li- your life choices are only in the limelight because of your life choices. Correct. Now, if I know something about you, what do you want me to go out in the public and state that? But, th- but but okay, but, but, but yes all right. But now we're getting see, into this argument. But, that, yes no. but saying your wife is going to be in GI Jane two isn't bringing up anything of that nature, and that's is, what I'm trying to say. GI Joe two. Do you know GI? No, Jane? I know it's saying something about her hair, but not but the that, infidelity and the other stuff that they had been saying for years. We know that, but for Will Smith and for Jaden for Chris Rock, they know the straight reason behind that joke, where we just look at it as a joke. We don't, and but, that's and that's what we, you're saying. I mean, yes, they know, but we don't know what their intention. We don't know what Chris Rock's intention behind the joke is. He could have just been trying to make a joke because he looked well, off to his we, left we and Chris saw Rock. Ball Jado. We see, we see I understand, right? I understand, but we already talked about and, how close they were in the state. He could have looked off to his right, saw Jada Pinkett Smith, and saw, oh my God, there's an opportunity for a joke really quick. And that's what we're talking about. Is how like. It could have been a split second decision that ended up in him getting punched in the face. You can say that about a lot of incidents, but like, sure that, but that goes to show you like with these celebrities and people knowing much about their lives, you have to be able to know if you want to cross that line. And that's just what happened. They both crossed the line. So it's going to be interesting to see which person comes forward first, you know? It, that, that's I just, guarantee you there's going to be some kind of security at the stage front joke next year. Well, they shouldn't even have the stage that close. We might not have that. That was problem. crazy. That really was. It's, J- it's Will awesome. Smith stood up and was on stage, basically. Yeah. And it did, yeah, I was going to say, it didn't even take him that long to no. do that. So it's, it's you know, it's like every time we bring up Will Smith winning an Oscar, this is what it's going to have to come Unfortunately, to. but But again, you won't see Chris Rock winning an Oscar. No. No, you will not. Well, that, that was the other thing. It's like. Uh, what if he produces something? Well, that's you probably won't see Chris Rock back at the Oscars because this will now be multiple times. Yeah, but I think that'll be by his there. choice. He's like, "Fuck this!" Every time I show up well, here, I exactly. get ridiculed. Oh well, yeah, 
but that's how shit happens. He knows that it's easy to pick jokes with Jada and Will, and I think now he might realize I gotta stop being like that, and I'm just not gonna be around. But again, like it's like, dude, they were front and center, and you're at an award ceremony, that and you have comedians. You have three comedians being your host. Well, oh, that's another thing we forgot to mention was like immediately following Will Smith's yeah. acceptance speech, you had yeah. Amy Fuller, not or, winning well, Fuller, Schumer, Amy, yeah, Schumer. After the events of the documentary thing, Amy Schumer comes back and was like, "What did I miss?" She goes up to Jesse Plemons and Kristen Dunst, who are husband and wife with a family and she pulls this bit where she's trying to explain seat fillers she takes Kristen Dunst and has her like go to the bathroom I want to show what super a, awkward I want to show what a seat filler does and she sits down and she's trying to like be flirty with Jesse Plymouth but Jesse Plymouth is like that's my wife and like it, the joke like the bit immediately he was I, he was uh he was playing it off pretty well and like I obviously knew the joke of it all I don't know how Kristen reacted she was just lifted out of frame well, I, I think as everyone else in that room was like, it's one of those situations where read the room. That's not the time to be going yeah. after people's wives. And then as comedians are trying to bring more happiness and more laughter into the room and try to really feel the fact that we're all here to celebrate people, not right after. Do other things. Yeah. Right after you made a, like a successful joke about being like, where, what did I miss in the last 20 minutes? I was changing out of the Spider-Man and, costume. And, and we certainly got that yeah. throughout presenters where they kind of, uh, we had Anthony Hopkins before he presented Jessica Chastain. Yeah. He meant like, he sort of made a slow, subtle he, remark about yeah. it. And was just like peace. Cause like that's in love. Day, that's Cause that's, want. and it's what Will Smith was preaching in his speech. And it's going to be controversial. He was talking about peace and love and forgiveness in his speech after doing what he did. So like some people aren't going to be able to accept it at the end of the day. I do. I, I accept his win. I accept that he very much deserved this award and he probably is going to accept his actions. So he has no choice, but to accept right. his actions. Right. So <laughs> especially if he wants to keep the Oscar, I say we move on to the moment that I think at the end of the day, really uplifted the end of the ceremony and left it off on a really great note. The Academy made the right decision this year, Brent. They got it right. They got it right. They went with the the heavy hand and they took a beloved film that was gaining probably the most momentum I've seen since Spotlight One. Dude, they were rolling down the hill at a furious speed getting to this award ceremony. And the fact that the they 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 were at the White House, the cast went uh was, and they went on to the, all the luncheons and the junkets and they did it they they pushed this film into the zeitgeist and now has made this very small touching coming of age movie that's full of great representation a best picture winner and this is what the oscars should be more about and i could not be happier with the decision from the academy i think this is a clear-cut example of the preferential ballot prevailing so i'm i'm very happy with how the show went yeah, I mean, there. It's not like we would have been um, disappointed with a different winner. Um, I would have been disappointed with Power of the Dog. It's 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 a you, boring. It's a, you don't like it. It's a boring choice, like but this is much better in my opinion. The so with Coda, King Richard, and Belfast, those were three films that focused on like the same thing with capturing your heart and telling a very very positive story. And yeah, you know, Power of the Dog had a grueling. Uh, western with the story behind it that was not presented up front and so that is might be what has driven yeah. people away from it there's um, no surface value in power of the dog because it's all subtext and you have to be able to catch that and, and it should be noted that this was 
Coda and Apple winning Best Picture. Yeah. Netflix once again shut out, denied the Academy. No best picture for the you. The Academy hates Netflix. Period. I I I can't. I will never pick a Netflix film for Best Picture. No, oh, absolutely. Yep. I, you, until until I'm proven wrong. But uh, congratulations to Apple. Congratulations to Sean Hader. Congratulations to the entire cast of Coda. You guys more than deserve this. Your movie is fantastic and more people need to go out there and see it. And I really hope this is what this does. Because like I said, this is what the Oscars is all about. It's giving those films that really deserve it that seal of approval that makes people want to go out and actually view this piece of art. That's what cinema is. It's art encompassed in motion and sound and it can make you feel things and coda does just that yeah and i mean watch coda watch coda get apple i mean use your free subscription for a week do that you have an iphone figure out how to get apple tv plus for a week watch one movie and then maybe also ted lasso you you clearly see that Netflix keeps having these these films that they want to try and win Best Picture. And and for the longest time, it's been very vocal about how, yeah. you know, nobody wanted streaming to win. Nobody wanted streaming to win. And it turns out that just one of the most profitable, the most profitable, uh, profitable companies in the world being Apple was the first one to do it. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, goes forward with future Best Pictures and future nominations um, and future award shows. Um, but certainly a wild night. Um, it's fun night. It's yeah. It was better than last year in certain ways because last year we just didn't know how things were going to be done. And last year we ended on such an awkward, terrible note this year. It was like, yeah, we ended with a cheer. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And in all three winners of Coda, they gave some of the best speeches uh, I've seen in, in quite some time. I can't um, wait to see what film. Sean Hader has next. Yeah. Like it, seriously up uh, everyone within that film uh, rising rising uh, stars troy Coatsar needs to be in more things i marley matinlin has been in the industry for so long she's, she's already oscar. an oscar yeah. winner yeah. i'd love to see her in something big put her this is this is a the, the time where people should be championing these people these peoples with disabilities and these different actors for no, regular roles just roles just that any other actor can walk into audition for and Coda is ex- is a perfect example of that because it is a coming of age movie that says a lot about kids of deaf parents, but at the same time, it's just a coming of age movie about a kid whose parents just don't understand. They just so happen to be deaf, and it's it it it, it won the award. It, that's what. There's nothing else to say. It's great. Watch it. But the sad part about the Oscars being over tonight is that wraps up a year of our FAL competition. The 2022 season is officially or 2021, 2022 season is officially over. And once again, Brent for the second year, white sides is the champion. And I am a sad boy for the second year in the row. I won. I think um, it helps. Who won that? Oh, I did win one year. You won the first year, but yes. yeah, it, it it helps when you when you dress um, moves like Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. You kind of win it. Oh end. yeah, come on. <laughs> but I mean, it, well, it, it I draft I drafted that they would do a giant dance number in front of the Inmoria oh, thing. Okay, yeah, let's get in that. Room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hold on, back it up, back it up. 
Just that to- is something that needs to be talked about because it was egregious and disgusting and I hated it. They decided to drop the immemorium after all this Will Smith and documentary stuff was going about. Which they had to. They, I mean, it because, yeah, it was part of the schedule. They, they couldn't really change much about it. But as it's beginning the immemorium, you do get an introduction with Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier, but yes. yes. But yeah, they, they do this church choir performance and then it just kind of changes theme songs, but not it's uplifting theme songs and you kind of yeah. don't want to hear that during the memorial. The songs were off tone and they were, they were being loud and they were doing these dance choreography numbers. And we were only seeing the actors and their names on the screen behind the performance. They used to, I'm like, to why yeah. are we detracting from these people who are trying to remember? They, they used to do slideshows that showed, that showed the, um, the people that died right and, and, and the slideshow was time. happening behind a we gospel choir we, we couldn't see it and they had bill murray give a moving speech to ivan reitman but like you couldn't even you didn't even know what he was really saying because you're trying to also pay attention to the Dude, and they were singing also next to him yeah. it was so weird and then uh, jamie lee curtis came out with a dog to talk about betty white and you're like is that betty white's dog or is that jamie lee curtis's dog why does she have a dog on stage and, and all the same while like these names and then the names just continuously flying by. I miss so many of them because I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Apparently so that was, was a ter- that was a bad, bad decision. And apparently you find out that Bob Saget was left totally off. left off, man. And it's just man, he's, he wasn't the big mo- biggest movie star, but he was in what? Uh, he was TV's dad for the longest time. Well, wait, well, what? He's in a movie because he says, that he, have you ever sucked dick for cocaine? What the fuck? It's the Dave Chappelle movie. Uh, half-baked there it is yeah. thank you the f- yeah. folks the fact that i couldn't pull that if anyone knows me is really bad for my brand but anyways yeah that was that was terrible the the in- again they have to fix the in memory assessment and that was always one yeah of- and i'm gl- oh, well yeah that that was one of the things that i do kind of enjoy seeing because this year we lost we lost so many so many so many many, you know powerful people within the industry and i felt like we didn't get to properly deserve them um and instead we just got a rock concert um set to like your sunday church choir bands and whatnot so dumb and And they were doing cover songs and it It was was bad it was so bad and like other like and like kind of like as we're re-remembering this kind of stuff uh there was a um uh, a tribute to the godfather anniversary the 50th anniversary and you had i mean yeah i mentioned that but like that i'm saying those are things you could have cut well, and well, you also had uh, to present Best Actor. You had the cast of Pulp Fiction come up as an honor for that one, but they failed to mention it was Quentin Tarantino's birthday. Yeah, there was no mention to it, and he was the one that wrote the film. Uh, it was it was funny to see the the briefcase be brought out as part of uh, another MacGuffin. It was good to see those actors, like good. well, the Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes uh, oh, the, stuff was also know, really funny. White man can't jump, but it, that stuff is it good. felt so long that, because all that i could think about in the back of my mind was we're shafting this for awards what what they were doing with that is what they usually do without having a host but this year since they had a host it makes it a lot longer dude and especially and the three hosts there was three and a half hours it was exactly yeah it was basically yeah. three and a half hours so anyways back to the fal conversation we did forget about a couple of things up top there, yeah we'll we'll figure it out but yeah back to the fal not a big deal uh like we said inevitably brent's won again this year back to back and by quite the margin he really pulled away after this critics choice awards i had to pull off some pretty heavy upsets and and some some hard 
I mean, like, there's no way that Nicole Kidman was going to pull that off. So there was really no way for me to climb out of the hole I was in. The, the competition was over, so we were really just focusing our, on our ballot. But it was another incredibly fun year of doing the FAL, I got to say. It, it, it usually kind of comes down to the, the technical categories that really prevails with this. And then also, Espe- yeah, especially we, since we've we do expanded. with the Oscars, we do give more points. You know, it, it's two for nominations, three for wins. Best picture winner gets five. This would be Johnny's second year in a row where he gets the best picture winner, but he yeah. doesn't truly fare in the standings. Uh, finishing fourth and third respectively but it's it's fun to do this uh we like to also kind of throw more more strategy into what we love and that's and that's movies film cinema that's everything we and sports and that's why we've created the the competitions we had so that will end the conversation about the fal for this season stay tuned until the end of the summer when we inevitably draft the movies that come out in 2022 we're we're gonna fal round four we're gonna start next year's oscars tomorrow we're gonna yeah we're pretty gonna, much we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna, gonna get ahead. ready for our predictions for the 2022 2023 oscars next week um and also we'll also have the box office competition we can still talk about in our show so you might hear about that because that goes all year but that's that's pretty much gonna be it man another year of the oscars uh, another crazy set of events from the people behind the academy awards i don't know what else i could say about what we just witnessed yeah i i'm a fan of this night hopefully you kind of see ratings do well uh regardless of things that transpired that could have boosted stuff you still want to see just a more positive yeah i want to know what the average rating it was i want to know what it was before the event after the event and then like throughout the it's like you'll know there's gonna be like a peak you know the the ratings absolutely Mm -hmm. but yeah but that's going to be it for the podcast, guys. This is all we're going to talk about. This is our big Oscar special we've been hyping up for a lot of weeks now, and I hope we we, we succeeded and paid off in spades for you. And and coming, you know, looking ahead in April, we do have some big films. Um, we're looking forward to talk about all of them. Yeah, a huge one coming up that we might have not so great words to say if the early reviews make I'm not, any I'm not uh, gonna, true words. Yeah. I'm not going to say that that is uh, a huge film coming up. It, it's certainly going to be a film that's been delayed many times that we finally. Get I can't to wait see. to watch Fantastic Beasts. Um. Oh, that's that might be uh, your own party there. Oh, all right. Well. For for the Center Rivals podcast, for the FAL commissioners, for me and Brent, that's the end of the podcast, guys. Bye-bye.